Do you want to align with God's vibes, adapt to a spirit-led lifestyle, and live out of the fullness of God's plans and purposes for your life? This podcast is for you. The good news I have for you is that your time is now. It's time to transform self-sabotage into self-mastery and revolutionize your world. If you're ready to go beyond the ordinary and break out into the extraordinary life God designed for you, you're in the right place. In the God's Vibes podcast, you will find the freedom and permission to stop chasing success the world's way and simply be who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. My name is Juliana Page, and my mission is to lead you on the ultimate adventure, aligning and tracking with God so you can radically transform your life from the inside out and build spirit driven success. Using life coaching and biblical and prophetic teaching, I'll show you what it means to dwell in the good land God ordained for your life and train you to be a powerful person who is a walking testimony of what's possible with God. Subscribe to God's Vibes for spirit-filled real talk, hard-hitting truth with a humorous touch that will help you discover who you are in God Dare to press through your seeming limitations and chart a divine path that will renew your dreams and transform your future. It's time to experience true freedom through courage, faith, and self-mastery. I dare you to step out in faith and courageously dive into the purposeful life of trusting God for the impossible. Let's go. What's good, God's Vibes? Welcome back, Faith Walkers, to the God's Vibes podcast. So, so glad and honored that you are here. We've got a guest interview today. And if you have ever had to lay down a dream, if you have walked through the weight of the disappointments of something not evolving the way you had in mind, this episode is for you. I know intimately this journey as well. (laughs) So I am with you on it. And this will bring a renewed sense of hope and perspective if you found yourself in that place. So stay tuned. We've got some things coming up as well that you are invited to be a part of. One, if you are not in the free Courage Co. community, we offer so much value there that is accessible and that is very powerful. So from prayer calls to weekly small groups that are virtual and different times to accommodate many different time zones to monthly challenges and masterclasses, a VIP mastermind and a life code certification, you can get plugged in wherever you are led. All right. So from free all the way to the investments that you are ready and willing to make in your life, you can join us. We are totally about helping you live your most courageous and impactful story because we're not trained to do that. We're not trained to do that, which is why the Bible tells us over and over and over again, be strong and very courageous. So this is a space where we are committed to our spiritual growth, our evolution. It is not like Facebook (laughs) or social media where you're just getting spammed content and inundated with content all day. This is definitely a growth path. So join us inside Courage Go. We've got a couple of things coming up next week on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We have a social media leadership challenge. This is going to be so good. All right. We are meant to be creators of reality, right? We're not meant to be infected by reality. We're meant to create it. So we're going to talk about how you can really approach social media from an entirely different perspective, especially as a kingdom ambassador and representative, all right, and what our responsibility is with these platforms. So this is going to be very great. We're breaking it down into three different days on purpose because there's a lot of content that you are going to be able to practically apply in your life, okay? So make sure that you join that. It's inside Courage Co., www.courageco.org. It'll be in the challenges section, 
and there's an events tab. So you can just RSVP there and sync it to your calendar. Then the other thing, the waitlist is open for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program. We officially start in January. Very, very exciting. So the waitlist is open. So you can actually apply to be a part of this next cohort. All right. We have information sessions that we're doing as well. I know personally when you're making big investments, right, and taking some risk here, that it would be great just to be able to talk out some of your questions and get those answered with an actual human, not just emails. I hear you and we're going to do that. We've got a lot of different sessions that you can plug into for free. So once you apply, you will see that there's information sessions. Our first one will be next Thursday the 16th at 1 p.m. Central Time. So you can join us or you can catch a replay of one of those as well. But that's a great way to go through what's going to happen in there, the program overview, the requirements for certification, what that all entails, all of the goodness. So you can join us on that next Thursday, but you can apply now. So there's going to be a link in the show notes. You can also see when you go to www.courageco.org that there's a section that you can apply as well. And all of the details are in there. All right. So without further ado, let's dive into this interview. Welcome, Seth, to God's Vibes. Thank you, Juliana. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Such an honor to have you here. So for the folks that don't have any clue who Seth is, who is Seth? I'm just a humble human <laughs> trying to do what God put in my heart to do. Yeah. And I've been kicked in the face a thousand times since then. Yeah. And I work on trying to create good yes. from the punches that I take. So I'm relentless in, in my own growth and continuing that path. Yeah. It's amazing. We we can truly find the people that have the heart for God's vibes because that's what they'll tell us. They won't tell us like really who they are. <laughs> they'll just tell us that they're like a son or a daughter. They love God. They got smacked around a lot and they're just still showing up. <laughs> That's right. I love, I love that. That's the, what could be better than that though? That's life. That's life with that's God. That's right. I mean, when you have, when you have God written on your heart, yeah. there's no bio that you can post online that says such a thing. That's it. It's, it's something, it's something that you feel. Yeah. So I always tell people like when I'm in an interview, like typically they want a bio, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the best thing to do is, is you listen. And yeah. if you can feel my words in your heart, that's the only bio that you need. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. hundred <laughs> percent. And you it. know that because it's yeah. all about God's vibes. It's all about God's vibes. Right. Which I love though, because that people are starting to understand that in a deeper way. But I will tell you around like seven, eight years ago when God gave me that, I'm like, you sure? You sure? Like, this is a little <laughs> weird. This is a little eccentric. We're going this way. Of course we are. Of course we are. hundred <laughs> percent. So tell me too, I know that you have shared with me so much of your testimony, but share what your journey with God has been like, because I think so many people, myself included, maybe they didn't come from a legacy of faith, or there might be this assumption that, you know, there's the people that know God and there's the people that don't, or that there's this straight path when really God takes mm -hmm. us like a very crazy way, sort of like a heartbeat monitor <laughs> or a heart rate monitor, right. you know? So I'm just curious to hear a little bit about your God journey. Well, I will tell you, I've had a heart for God my whole life. Um, I, I've never had a never had a moment where God didn't exist for me, and then He did. It's just He's always been there. So good, and that's been a blessing, but also a, a huge curse yeah. in a way. Yeah, I mean, th th that might sound funny, but when when you believe wholeheartedly in God, then you get tested. Oh, in yeah. different ways. And yeah. I knew from a very, very young age that at some point I would run my mouth and write things and it would be at scale. And I've, I've spent my life chasing that idea. Wow. So if you can Where imagine that idea take root, I'm just curious. Uh, 16 years old. Okay. Okay. Was something validated yeah. or acknowledged in you or what happened there? I, I remember I was at a campfire. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to these adults um, who were my leaders. If okay. you imagine at camp with leaders, yeah. like yeah. in the youth group. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were talking about problems that they had. Mm. And I was the one with the answers. Amazing. 
not because of my experience, not because I was smart, but because the answers were just there. Yeah. I had to open my mouth and they came out. Yeah. And that was a moment I remember driving home. I said, this is, and, and it dawned on me that I had been doing this my whole life. And I was only 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and it's, it's just a deep, it's just a deep, deep knowing about who you are. Yeah. And then you spend the rest of rest of your life trying to grow into that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is the difficult part. Yeah. I mean, I think of Joseph in Egypt and the Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. And he was, he was grown as a child to be the guy. Yeah. The dude. Yep. But yet uh, all the praise um, wound him up in prison for years. It's like, how is this, how is this possible that a kid who was, who was christened mm-hmm. to be the guy, the one ends up in the bottomless pit yep. for years yep. after having done the right thing. Yeah. Did no thing wrong. Well, he, he might not have shared it with the right people, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on that exactly. Part differently. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not trying to compare him to me, but but I, I, I feel, I, I feel very much like that in my life. So God has never been somebody I've resented, mm-hmm. um, but he has been misunderstood mm-hmm. for me. So in particular, uh, some dreams that I had, um, I've told you the basketball story. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Uh, my basketball career blew up. I, I felt like God opened the door wide. Um, I wasn't recruited. I was I was a six ten kid that could shoot really really well. Um, I wasn't recruited at all. I didn't have a lot of opportunity growing up. I just worked. Yeah. And I worked on my craft. Um, and I did my thing. And I I went to college where I wanted to go to school. And I I ended up playing one game, just one game. Yeah. And the coaches happened to see that one game that I played. Yeah. And that night I got a call to be on the team. Like that's how it happened. Like, so the door was, <clears throat> the door was flung wide open mm-hmm. and I walked right in. I thought, oh my gosh, God loves me. Yeah. Wow. But, but the next day is when the pain started the very next day and the pain did not go away. Mm-hmm. It was there the entire time until I quit because I couldn't handle the pain anymore. Like, uh, you know what it's like to try and play basketball on broken feet. I not do gymnastics um, on like broken things, but <laughs> you, yeah, hundred percent. And I had a bulging disc in my back. Like, so I've, you know, I felt like an old man and, you know, before and after practice, it, it just, it took nine hours, it took nine hours of every day of my life for a year of excruciating pain. And I didn't tell anybody because I was just this kid that wasn't worth it. He was a walk on who I, I felt guilty for, for taking medical, you know, dollars out of their budget for this kid who clearly wasn't valuable to them because I wasn't recruited. Mm. So it's so bizarre when we go back and look at, look at this, but yeah. the reality was they felt lucky that I fell in their lap. Yeah. I was extremely offensively skilled. I had to learn defense, but they'd never seen or heard of a kid that was my height, my skill level. I could move as well as I did. Yeah. And I could shoot the ball like I did. Mm. And I didn't know that. So I, I didn't know the favor that I had from them or from God. And I thought this was just, you know, God's way of saying, hey, you know, that dream you had, it's not for you. Because the day that I quit, the pain was excruciating. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, I went and played completely pain-free. Like this. Wild. So I spent an entire year walking around on broken feet. And yeah. as soon as I quit my dream healed. Yeah. Instantly. I didn't ask to be healed. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm done playing basketball. Now I don't have to hurt anymore. I had no, there was no context for how this could have possibly happened. So who, who, who should I blame for this? Seems like a God thing, right? Mm. So day one, the doors flung open. Day two pain starts very last day pain still there. Day after that, pain gone. I couldn't make sense of this at the time. Like, I didn't realize I was doing this to myself. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is that's a different dream than the dream that you got at camp, right? 100%. 
Okay. <laughs> Just want to highlight for people that might have missed it. <laughs> totally different dream. Yeah. And but at the same time, the why did I want to be successful at basketball? This is so weird. Mm-hmm. Because it would give me a platform. That? It would give me a platform. People okay. would listen. I'd have instant influence. Uh-huh. It would open doors I couldn't open any other way. Interesting. Like the whole reason I wanted to play basketball wasn't just because I loved it. Yeah. I loved basketball. It's because it would open doors. And which makes it even more weird to think that God didn't bless that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I had to learn this for me that I had I had done that to myself yeah. and how I thought about it. Or, or just the wasn't God's fault. that a perspective makes, right? Like there's the perspective yep. that you received, the ones that they had, and still the perspective that God had. Like that's different levels of perspective. Totally different levels. So I went through four years of deep, dark depression that nobody knew about but me. Yeah. And it was, it was pure hell. Yeah. So in 2008, I had an experience with God that brought me out of this. And I started to learn, oh my gosh. I needed to learn that I needed to go through that pain. And because I learned a whole different level of being and existing. And so I had an experience in 2008 on leap year day, Mm -hmm. ironically. um, (laughs) Or not. God God thing. And he did this for my marketing purposes at the the time. It was like leap year day. Great. Yeah. Take a leap forward. Right. Yeah. Um, Where I was able to conquer something inside of myself that I'd struggled with for a long, long time. So I went from having struggled my whole life to having it be natural and normal to yeah. do said thing, which was a God thing. Yeah. Again, I didn't understand what happened. Yeah. But now I had an experience that said that the version of myself that I had always wanted to be was possible. Wow. And then I reverse engineered that. And guess what? Now I had a message. And this is where it connects back to the 16-year-old version of myself. I was a messenger without a message. Which is a which is a horribly difficult place to be, and dangerous, and dangerous. Like when when you know you're a messenger, but but you don't have a message, or at least not a clear one. Yeah. Well, that's that's tough on so many different levels. Um, but now it came full circle. So now I had to do the work to figure out the message and the framework and why it worked and how how repeatable it is and put it into something that other people can experience because. I wanted other people to have that same experience, right? Mm-hmm. And this all came so, from that encounter that you had. Hundred percent. Okay. The whole thing. So what was I, everything that I talk about today? Yeah. Came from that. Okay. Can you share any of that for people that maybe haven't? Maybe they've had an encounter, but they haven't even attributed that to being a God encounter, or people that are wanting to experience God. Like, how did you know that that was God and that He was literally encountering you and wanting you to see something? That's a great question. I, I mean, I had had experiences with God many times previously. So this is, is this was not the, the difference was this. There were some auditory elements to this, which was, which was different for me. Okay. But essentially what happened was I was four years in this depression. I was suicidal. I didn't want to be here. I didn't share that with anybody. Like this was my own war mm-hmm. and it was a daily thing. Mm-hmm. And that night, granted, I had a desire to be a good person that never went away. Yeah. I think this is the spark of light that's in all of us. Like we, we can never leave this alone. This idea of growth of becoming a better person yeah. is, is, is as natural to humanity as breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift from God. And so yeah. I still had that spark. Yeah. And that crystallized itself with this one idea of journal writing, because I knew that journal writing was important for me. It had been a goal of mine for years since I had graduated high school, yeah. I'd kept a journal of some kind since I was three years old. Yeah. But it was sporadic and it was random mm-hmm. and it wasn't consistent. Yeah. And to me, this was the pinnacle of like discipline, like a disciple is disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was so much favor I was not worthy of because I could not get myself to do the thing that I knew I needed to do. Yep. And like, that's a human condition, right? We all have something like that. Yeah. I know I need to do it. I just can't get myself to do the thing. Yeah. Apostle Paul lets us be okay with that. <laughs> right. He's like, this and, thing I want to do, I can't do, but I keep doing this thing that I don't want to do. Help. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's frustrating, right? Yeah. It's the human experience. 
It's the human experience. We all have something yeah. like that, right? And it's it's a to me, it's a byproduct of of God putting in us this spark of light that wants to expand and grow. Yeah. So it wants to expand, which means we got to do stuff. Totally. And that becomes friction with the flesh, right? Big time. And so this the human nature in the flesh becomes this resistance, and then you have adversary, whatever you want to call it which adds more resistance on top of that. Uh, at the end of the day, you have desires that are yet to come to fruition. Yeah. And for me, this was all crystallized in, in this, in this seemingly silly mm. daily habit that I just could not conquer. And you couldn't ignore it, which I think is the other. I couldn't ignore it. You know, right. like you could just be like, eh, whatever. And like move on. But like, for some reason, this had like a hole on you and would not let you go. Yes. Yes. And, and not only that, it was, it was literally a mirror. It was a reflection yeah. of what I hated about myself. Yeah. It was a f- reflection of the life that I hated. Yeah. Like, what are you going to write in your journal when you hate yourself? Like, yeah. this wasn't what I was supposed to write in my journal. This is supposed to be like personal development stuff. Like, I'm supposed to keep yeah. a record for my posterity and yeah. all these positive things. And all I wanted to, to write is like, I hate myself. Yeah. So why am I going to write my journal? And that's all I had to say. Yeah. So it was just, it was be just a reinforcement pain. of this pain that you were already living in. Yes. And I didn't want to reinforce it. So I was ignoring it, but yet I couldn't leave the idea alone. Yeah. I mean, the irony is like, I always prayed. Yeah. I always read scripture. Yeah. But that didn't pull me out of my depression. Mm-hmm. So we all have something there. There's, there's probably something in your life that is the poster child of why, of why your life sucks. Yeah. And if you could just, Conquer that one thing. Yeah. It would all get better. It could be anything. It could be doing the dishes. Yeah. But there's typically one thing above all else that if you would conquer that, that will create a, it's almost like you're running downhill yeah. amount of momentum to where yeah. things just get simpler and more frictionless. Mm-hmm. I had, I had a moment. I was laying in bed. It was 314 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of 314 moments. Like to me, that's watch. like. Fourth watch is that very spiritual time. So you're, you're in that window. <laughs> right. And it wasn't, it wasn't until just, this is crazy. It wasn't because there's been at least seven experiences in my life that happened at three fourteen in the morning. Okay. Wow. And they were all God things. Yeah. But I didn't ask for, they were answers to prayers sometimes coming in ways that I didn't expect. Yep. Exodus three fourteen. Mm. I am that I am. Yeah. And I didn't realize the connection to that, but it was the great I am that showed up for me to show me who I am. Let's go. So that I can be that. Yes. And about a year ago, a friend reflected that to me and I was like, holy, (laughs) that should have been obvious because it was clearly a pattern for me. Yeah. I'm laying in bed. I'm fighting myself to get myself to write in my journal. It's just literal, literal war inside of my head. Mm -hmm. And I have my Parker pen next to my gallery leather journal, like right there within arm's length. Like oh. I could literally just reach over, pick it up, write in my journal and go to sleep. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason that night, the war was just raging for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all came to a head. And at 3.14 in the morning, I'm looking up at the ceiling. Something falls in my eye from the little popcorn glittery, you know, paint. Yeah. In the old house that I was in, I was still living close to campus in, in the college Yeah, uh, near the university. You can even like uh, smell what that's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. This, this is very visceral. Like, I can literally yeah. go right back to this moment. Um, and it fell right into my eye. And I there was no blink re- reflex. And, you know, I, re- I reached up like this. And that's that's when I had a God moment. Yeah. And the words were this, Seth, do you even believe that you are the type of person that writes in a journal. And the answer to that is obvious. Of course not. Yeah. Like I have years and years and years of proof of how terrible I am at this. And then that's where the moment of realization came in. I don't believe that that's who I am. It's funny this happened at 314 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I am is everything. I had known about the idea of I am from you know personal development. I'd, I'd spent ridiculous amounts of money trying to fix myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew about the importance of I am 
And at the time, you know, the secret was bouncing around, I think. Um, and so this I am idea. Yeah. I was like, ah, fascinating. <laughs> and then I had this moment where the download came. Say, like, hey, why don't you do this and this and this and this? And then the light bulb goes off. It's like, oh, okay. Got my journal, picked it up, did the thing. And now I'm writing in my journal every day as if it's completely normal, as if I've been doing it my entire life, 967 days in a row from there. So up until that point, I had really struggled to get five days in a row. And that was just normal. No more human nature resistance. Yeah. No more enemy resistance. And what no were you flesh resistance. about? Do you know? Do you know like what you initially started writing about? Uh, on that day? Just in general, in that time period, like where, where you just found yourself like, this is just normal. Like, what were you writing about when it was normal? I'm just curious. Just normal stuff, like nothing, nothing life changing. But was it about you? Because, right, because that was where the resistance was coming from. Mm -hmm. It was coming from like, if I just write about me and my horrible existence, it's obviously it's going to be a, re a reinforcement of this awful life that I have. Mm -hmm. But again, if now you're writing like visions that God has for you or these things that you know, are exciting you and giving you a hope for your future, then you have a very different journaling experience. Totally. And and there was no, there was none of the negative things that you would expect. Yeah. There was none of that. Interesting. Um, but that's a great question. I need to go back and read and see, see what changed. Cause I, I actually never, I've never well, done that. I had, cause I think we're coming for, for the journalers, <laughs> Yeah. people that have this conviction to journal, but I know that that was true for me. Like folks had told me to be writing my entire life. And I was like, no, that's what depressed people do. <laughs> or that's like what, you know, alcoholics do. Or I had this idea in my brain that this is what miserable people do. And that's not a practice right. that I want to do. Um, literally. And those seeds were planted my entire life. People would be like, do you journal? Have you ever written about that? Like you have a, quite a story. Have you ever written that down before? Like things like that all the time that I would just get rid of, get rid of, get rid of. But I had the same or a similar thought to you where it was like, if I sit down and write, I'm afraid of what I'm going to find there. It's not going to be yes. good. So if I actually like 100%. slow down and start unpacking what's in there, I'm going to see what other people see, which for me, and I'm curious if this is true for you, for me, that would back up all the way to like the beginning of my life, right? Where people thought it was mm -hmm. okay to like abandon you or betray you or drop you. I was afraid I was going to find the reason why they did that. Mm with me or like why, or like the justification for why I wasn't worthy or the justification for why I wasn't enough or why I couldn't be, you know, this version that would have been accepted or celebrated or nurtured or whatever. Right. But like, for me, that's yep. what I was afraid I was going to find in my journal. So I'm curious for you, if there was something early that created this version of you that held it all in or that thought you had to process by yourself or that, you took on so many issues, maybe that weren't even your own issues. Do you know if there was something early? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, yeah. I'm extremely traumatized. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of my childhood, <laughs> despite my parents being amazing. Yeah. Um, there's an entire years that I have zero memories of. Yeah. Um, yeah. but most of my childhood is, is a feeling of aloneness. Um, and hundred percent processing this alone, mostly because I didn't connect with anyone. Yeah. Uh, I, there were no peers that I could have conversations with because my, my thinking was just not mm -hmm. like, uh, when I was in the boy Scouts program, I, I'd, I'd be the one talking with the adults as the kids run off and do their capture the flag in the trees in the middle of the night or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just always felt alone. And I don't think that's anything that was created because of, because of my life circumstance. I think that's just how I came. Yeah. Um, and the things that I need to get over myself, but there, there's very much, most of my life can be summed up in knowing that there is greatness in you and being terrified of it. Mm. And that's the predominant feeling that I've had my whole life. Yeah. It's like, Seth, you're a change maker. Yeah. When you open your mouth, people listen. Yeah. And that gives you this fear of opening your mouth. Yeah. There's a weightiness to it. Yeah, for sure.
and, like and there's a there's a heaviness to that. So 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 my life has not been like figuring out that I'm great. It was very early. You're different and you're marked. Mm-hmm. So let's see what you do with that. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of my life, I feel like I got my face smashed in. Yeah. And it's been a long, long time of of slowly refining myself. Yeah. Um, and and chasing chasing that idea. So. So how did that change with journaling then, right? So you have this, you know, moment when you're 16. I, you know what? It, it's like, I, I'm glad you asked that because I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure that it's, it's the journaling itself that changed me so much as it was I conquered something inside of myself. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't care. I don't care what the thing is. Yeah. It could have been something, something else. Yeah. Right. But because I had struggled with it, because it was attached to my identity, once I conquered that, massive breakthroughs happened in my life that had nothing to do with journaling. Like I started a business and made a bunch of money and I got married and all this stuff like happened that same year. Wild. And that I, I can't say that it's because of the journaling, but I can say that it's because of the breakthrough that I had and conquering something inside of myself that I had previously struggled with, which gave me this confidence that was, that was just different. Well, it sounds like, and if you can put words to this, it sounds like, right. So you had this relationship where God was present, but you weren't really depending on him. You were still doing everything alone. Right. And maybe that was my parents too, where it's like, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a problem. I'll just, I got it. Right. Which is very, human right but that Mm -hmm. becomes a problem because we're not designed to be self-sufficient right we're designed to be dependent right so you have this encounter with god and he's like hey we're gonna journal you're like (laughs) who so you start journaling with god but i think it's more so you have the encounter which there's been probably a series of things that were leading to that main encounter where he was like wooing you so to speak but then you have it and you listen and you do the thing, but you're not doing it by yourself. And so now it's like, now we're ready to do, I call them exploits, right? But now we're ready to do more. Like journaling was just a thing to see, test mm-hmm. and see if you're going to be obedient, right? But then now that you are, I can trust you with more and I'm going to open up these things to you. So that doesn't seem random to me that that was all in the same year that more and more things kept coming to you. Definitely not random. Yeah. hundred percent not random. Um, there's, there's also a feature of this that I, I became a new creature in a sense yes. uh, where there's a, re, where there's a renewing of spirit mm-hmm. and a, a reminder of who I am and who I was created to be a reconnecting back to um, the, I am, so to speak. Um, did you find yourself asking for that or that just started happening? Just It happened. Okay. okay. And I didn't, to be honest, it took me years to figure out exactly what happened because it didn't, like when God moves, there's no logical mind that can really assess what happened. Yeah. And yeah. it took me until 2012, that's four more years mm-hmm. to figure out what happened. Not just with my basketball career, but what happened in that God moment that made something I had previously struggled with my entire life yep. normal. It was so bizarre. Like there was no book that described it. There was no training personal development program that I'd ever been through that said that this was even possible. Yeah. Because it was literally instant. And there had been a desire for that though, right? Is that accurate? Sure. I think we all like, would you like to wave a magic wand and like become a different person in in one sitting? Like, I think we all would say, yeah, I'd rather do that than like years and years of struggle, right? Well, it sounds like for you and what you've been sharing beautifully here is that you just had this like heart's cry to be this great leader, right? But you also had this fear of it. So it's almost like, to me, that's the secret petition of your heart. Like God answers those too, right? We might not actually even say it out loud, but he ministers to those secret petitions in our heart when we're ready, when we're ready. And it's like, he uniquely knows when that is true for us. 100%. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And the, and the timing is is guaranteed to be never when you want. Oh, totally. <laughs> and it's guaranteed to 100%. take far longer, far, far longer than you would ever, ever choose. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's cool, too. Yeah. Sort of. In hindsight. Sort of. Yeah. In hindsight, it's cool. <laughs> I was like, it's not. 
really cool when you're in it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like you can you can control what you can control. Yeah. And we can control that we show up. Yeah. That we are the vessel on the table ready ready to be poured into. Yeah. We can put ourselves there in that situation, but at the end of the day, like God controls the pouring. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to put myself there every day. Yeah. And I've realized that that exercise that has taken years to prove to myself that I'm capable of this. It's like, there's something super fascinating with, with all of this. It's like, why couldn't God have just let me be the amazing basketball player and be top of the world and get all of the attention and be on sports center, top 10 and dunk on people's heads and shoot threes. And then I would attract attention and then I could consecrate that for the kingdom. Yeah, but then you and then he would sanctify it. and wicked, and <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, okay, well now I know because I don't care what level of success I have. I know who I am. Yeah, and I'm here for it. Yeah. So any any success that comes is God's. It's His. It's not mine. It's His. It's It's Him working through me. I don't have any claim to that other than I did the work, right? And so Any you truly become that. that you have would then be his platform, right? Because Correct. if you have a platform that you build, like that can crumble overnight, right? But if you have a platform that he's built, that can stand and withstand many cultural shifts and changes and all the things. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so, it's built on the built on the back of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the I am is everything. Yeah. It's everything. It's like why did I mean, why did I why did like, I struggle? Why did I struggle to speak to this too? Like the, I am almost being servant leadership, right? Cause like you're basically the, I am is you're submitting to God and his will and how he wants mm-hmm. to use you. And that can evolve. Right. Um, and, and you're submitting to his power operating through you as well. Right. Like he just can hundred percent. And I think, yeah. I think actually that's where it starts to me. There's different levels. Okay. This. Love this. So I, I look at it. Yeah, this is very practical. Let's get okay. some some tactical Perfect. spirituality here. Um, to me, there's three levels of relationships with God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's servant. Mm-hmm. To be honest, servant is the lowest, and it's the simplest because God gives you orders and you go and do. Yep. To me, um, it's super simple for somebody that I view myself as a duty driven soldier. So if God gives me something to do, it's done. It's freaking done. Yeah. I will do it. Yeah. Period. I don't care what it is. I've been tested with that enough times that God can have complete confidence in me that when he tells me clearly something to do, mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. That's not hard for me personally. For some yeah. people, obviously, that can be terribly difficult. Yeah. That's easy for me because that's yeah. my strength. That just comes inbred in who I am. Like yeah. I'm a soldier. So I take orders. I don't question it. I don't ask why I just do. Mm-hmm. So, so there's been like six times in my life where that's yeah. been a thing. Okay. Very, very few, super few because for me, there's no challenge in that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want to be a servant though. I want to take the orders. Because that's when I feel most validated because that's how I see myself as who I am. Mm -hmm. That's my identity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now there's, there's also a sonship or daughtership, whatever you want to call it, a child. Yeah. Yeah. Now a son, you still get orders from your parent, but now you're like, why? Yeah. So imagine our children level there. Like like my kids, Mm -hmm. like I ask them to do something. What's the first question? It's like, why? Maybe they'll ask how. Can you show me how to do that? Yeah. But generally, it's why am I doing that? So fine. I why 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 why? Mm-hmm. And so a son becomes this person that understands God's will because he asks questions and gets answers. Right. Whereas a pure servant doesn't doesn't. There's no questions asked. It's just done. Yeah. And by the way, none of these are like better than the other. Yeah. This is not some pecking order. Yeah. These are just different categories. Yeah. So the sonship has been has been curious to me um, because that 
that would suggest that God is more involved in your life as, as somebody that you can consult with yeah. and ask questions to He'll reveal his secrets to you. Like there's a and reveal this right? friends tell you their secrets, or it says it's the glory of Kings to seek things out, to search things out, to search out of percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So good. And so the third level that to me is the most aspirational because this is where my growth is, okay. which is the most difficult for me to do is a friend of mm-hmm. God. Okay. Now what's different about a friend? I get emotional about this. Because... The connection, the, I would say like the environment, the culture of relationship that's created, right? Like think about that with an associate versus a friend, you can relate very different, you know, or, you know, the level of access that you have, those are different things. Yep. 100%. Um, so with a friend, a true friend, yeah. they're loyal. Yeah. They're safe. Yep. You can share anything. And they can carry you. Yeah, for sure. They can protect you. Mm-hmm. And in my life, being somebody that my struggle has been doing it myself, not asking for help at all, which is why servant was so easy for me. Yeah. I just go and do it. Yeah. There's no other context that was important except God told me to. Yep. Cool. Done. I don't need any other information. Yeah. But son and friend is different because a friend understands each other intimately. And they are invited into each other's lives where they stay. So this idea of co-creation, that's a friend job. Yeah. That is a friendship with God. So if I could sum up my life right now, it would be like this. Me... Coming up with a vision yeah, and me taking my vision to God and say, Hey, let's create this yep. to where it's different in, in, in not that I'm, I'm asking God what his will is because I believe that his will is, can be different things. And what, one of those things is that I use my own will to create for him with him. And my will is my choices and my desires. But uh, one of the, if you go back to the the, the Hebraic definition of will, yeah. it is literally this: wants, desires. Yeah. So, does God want our desires to be in alignment with Him? Yeah. So, at some point, what if your desires and your wants are already in alignment with what God would want? What then? He's not going to tell you what to do. You have to choose what to do, fully commit to it with courage, and then let God sanctify it and fill in the things that you cannot yourself. And you both go to work to create that that thing. So we have this servant, son, and friend. And all of these, if you notice, all of these can be present at the very same time. Yeah, for sure. This is not some like sequence of events. Right. Um, and there are there is a time where either one of those things can be can be a purpose and a function for, for any one of us. But I really struggle with the friend thing. This is why I'm learning is to involve God in everything. And others, right? Like and it's, others. It's almost when you when you involve God, right? And you start learning. I love the words that you're using that are so good for people, right? When you learn safety when you learn stability, when you learn that level of being supported and guided Mm -hmm. and nurtured in God, right. Then you are able to see who he sends, right. See those qualities in them as well. So, you know, who's heaven sent and who's not, (laughs) because I like to say, right. Like if God wants to change your life, he'll send a person. If the enemy wants to change your life, he'll send a person. hundred percent. That's you've got to have that. that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the last the last nine weeks, I mentioned this. The last nine weeks have been tough. Ten yeah. weeks actually, because coming out of it, yeah. Um, I needed to rebuild a, a core piece of my business. Yeah, and this was a huge job, huge, and takes complete focus. So, learning to be a friend with God, I'm like, okay, um, I I need to do this for this and this reason. Is that cool? He says, yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. Problem. 
I can't do any marketing, promotion, sales activities. So like, I need you to just solve that for me. Yeah. Can you just take care of that while I focus on this? Yeah. And both of these things were like God thinks, right? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, the thing to do is to rebuild this thing so that it can reach thousands. Yeah. And it can bring more glory to God. Yeah. Simple. And while I'm doing that, I need to be covered. Okay. So I go guns blazing 12 hour days for nine straight weeks. Yep. Zero revenue generating activities. Yep. So this is nine weeks of completely unpaid work. Right. Until it's like totally done. Right. Yep. And <laughs> been there <laughs> because our God is the 11th hour God. Yeah. It's like every month money showed up the day before I had to. Time Every single time. Exactly, exactly enough. Mm-hmm. Not like overflowing, but totally enough yes. to where it covered the experience. And I can't tell, like, I did not do any revenue generating activities, That's zero. Tough. And we always had people come our way. And, and the ones that are, you believe that that worked because you asked God and partnered with him in that, right? 100%. You could see, there's, like, there's no, where you might try that and it wouldn't work. <laughs> there's no, exactly. There's, there's no way this could have happened. Like how, yeah. how could I spend nine weeks with like blinders on of complete pure focus on one holy yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. That does not produce money today. That's the whole reason why I ha- it had taken me like, I probably needed to do that four years ago. Yeah. But I couldn't in my mind yeah. because we would go broke. Yeah. And so that's flesh speaking, right? Totally. That, that's concern for the flesh. Totally. And is not partnership with God who owns everything, who's in and through everything. And no faith. So you can't. And it, completely faithless. Yeah. But see, I'm learning. Like I've, yeah. I'm learning. I feel yeah. like I, I've, I've, I feel so <laughs> humbled by this. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter what level the business is at. Like, that's a massive investment. 100%. And I need to feel like I have confidence that I'll be covered. Yeah. And what we did it. Like he taught you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I love so, to, because you've lived in this world of entrepreneurship, which I believe challenges every aspect of your life. And just 100%. You it's are. the best and personal development program ever. And the I am. But I'm curious because I don't believe, and I want to know your thoughts on this too, but I don't believe that everyone is called to be an entrepreneur. And I'm curious what your thoughts are because truly you have to be called to it to deal with the unique challenges and struggles and warfare that come with that. And I don't believe that that's what everybody is called to, right? Like God wants us in the world in all of these different places. Sometimes that's corporate. Sometimes that's nonprofit. Sometimes that's being at home. Like he has a unique role for you and that can change every season, but not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur. And I think that gets us in trouble sometimes. And we're like, I just want to go do this thing because I just want to go do this thing. That's not what God actually wants to partner with you in. And you've had this beautiful way of seeing, yeah, I had this dream and then I kind of didn't listen to that dream and went on this dream. And then God was like, Hey, 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 that dream was actually my dream for you. Want to partner with me or no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm just curious because when you partner with him, you do get favored and he provides and it might not be mm-hmm. overflow in some seasons, but it's always enough. And it's always right on time. But if you move out of his will or his ways or what he's unpacking with you, I believe we suffer for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about like, is I mean, everyone supposed gonna to You're going to suffer that? both ways, right? But well, you are. A, it's, yeah. It's a different kind of suffering. <laughs> different 100%. level of suffering. Yes. Yes. It's a different, it's a different kind of suffering when, when you're walking away from what God has for you. Like, because you feel like you're carrying all the weight. That's it. Well, you are. And, and, and you totally are, right? Yeah. But even when you're following the path for you, you're still... There's, there's so many Goliaths that you're slaying every day, right? Big time. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is, um, I would describe it as creating something that does not exist. Yeah. Pioneering. Um, that to me is entrepreneurship. It's not business ownership. That's a different, it's a different thing. Like entrepreneurship can mean that you own a business. It also usually it does, at least at, at the start. Yeah. But it's different than being a business owner because you're creating something that didn't exist before. Yeah. And that is pure hell. Yeah. It is so hard. Yeah. Elon Musk calls this, it's like swallowing glass. Yeah. 
Yeah. That tears you apart <laughs> from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not for everybody, nor is it needed from everyone. Come on. And nor is it, nor is it your unique thing. Like I, I think entrepreneurship requires a, a certain level of crazy. Like you, you have, you have to be crazy. Yeah. Not crazy in a sense, like, you know, actually crazy, but you have to ignore common life yeah. to focus on something that doesn't exist yet. And you yeah. have to demand that it becomes real. Yeah. And it's tough and it's not for everyone. And I don't recommend it for everyone. Yeah. I saw a meme. But, it was like, stop telling the entrepreneurs to go this path. We know. <laughs> exactly. Like, blow up that path and make a new one. Like we get right. it. <laughs> and the, the telltale sign of entrepreneurship is if you just can't, you just can't leave it alone. Yeah, you can't. Nor could you, nor could you do it any other way. Yeah. Like you couldn't do your life any other way. Yeah. Like if you, if you did, if you tried to, you'd feel like you're dying. Yeah. That's it. And the bizarre thing is it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It has nothing to do with money. Yes. At the end of the day. Totally. Entrepreneur, like you go talk to any true entrepreneur. It doesn't have anything to do with the money. In fact, they would bet all of it just to get another swing. Yeah. That's it. And it's, it's a whole different level of crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's not comfortable. There's not a single day that's comfortable, really. I mean, you look at, I'm reading Second uh, Corinthians right now. Love. And you look at, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. You look at what Paul went through. A lot. Find, find me some peace. Yeah. In that dude's life. And dude was content. And it's like content in the chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's the lesson here. Yeah. It doesn't matter what part of life that you're in. Like if, if, if you're a, a mom, a home with four or five kids that are under the age of 10, I guess a whole nother level of crazy. Right. And we go through those seasons, but at the end of the day, like, why are we doing this? It's so that we learn who we are. Everybody has a different path to that. Mm-hmm. And one path is not any better than you. We're all on the same journey. It's like God put in you a spirit. Yeah. And my, my, my biggest question, in fact, I believe that the whole purpose of life yeah. is to remember, not discover. Yeah. Because this is not some new thing you're discovering. Totally. You remember who you are. That's it. And you choose to be that person today. Yeah. That is the essence of a life well lived. Yeah. Cause if you be that God, person, God. you will do the things that that person does. Like you don't have to worry about 100%. the doing, you have to worry about who you're being. That's right. Doing is easy. Yeah. Yeah. The doing part is easy because it becomes, it's, it's a natural byproduct of who you are. Right. Well, it's, it's hard when you're out of alignment. <laughs> it's near impossible. Yeah. <laughs> when you're out of alignment. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So for me, this Diane bit is, is, it's been everything. The framework that, that I came away with after reverse engineering this whole experience, now that's become my entire career. Yeah. So here I have this dream of, of uh, basketball, which, I mean, that doesn't seem very holy, does it? I mean, it's, it's, it's again, again, if you're called to it, could be if if you're called, called to it. Um, or that's God's dream for but, you. Yeah, it could be. But right. And who knows? Maybe God yeah. wanted that for me and I just needed to go through this for myself. Yeah. But he had wanted that. For, I have no idea. Right. Yeah. But it was a worldly dream for an outcome that was unknown. Yeah. I think it was the motive from the way you described it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're called to it, like the motive is really pure and you know that you want to use it to glorify God. But if you were to go back through that, it's like your motive might not have been pure for that. There's no way, there's no way I could have known. And, and what, what would have happened had I gotten the success that I thought was possible? That's it. Was I, was I ready for it? How would I use it? That's it. Uh, who knows? But having gone through that, I, I, man, I completely trust myself. Yeah. This is what's fascinating about our life is like, what are we proving to God really yeah. at the end of the day? It's like God already knows us. Mm-hmm. Not just who you are today, but who you are in your greatness, your fullness, your glory. Yeah. Like to him, everything is one eternal present. So like, what are you showing God that he doesn't already know about you? It has nothing to do with proving anything to God, but more about me. 
proving to myself that I know who I am and I can be that. And I am that. And I choose that every day. Mm -hmm. And once that clicked for me, I was like, wow, I am 100% worthy of this. Yeah. I am enough. I always have been enough. Yeah. And just as soon as I choose to be the person that God knows I am, those struggles are not the same anymore. I don't yeah. worry about being enough. Yeah. You're not here to prove it. You're just here to own it. And the the responsibilities with those are different. They're way different. Yeah. I'm not yeah. proving anything to anyone. Yeah. So good. And that creates, that creates the freedom to build like never before. Yeah. 100%. Without question, without doubt. Love what that. can you do with God as a partner, as a friend, when you don't doubt and you move confidently forward yep. every day with consistency and discipline like a disciple does, yep. there is no stopping that yep. level of creation. For sure. There's nothing the enemy can do to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he will fight to prevent you from having that moment where you know who you are, you know what your gifting is, where you align with God, where your wills become the same, where you realize a partnership with God and when you realize a friendship with God is unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I'm excited to see what happens from all this stuff. I've. Yeah. So tell folks like what you sense is next for you with God. And then I've got like a final question for you too, but tell, tell, tell the folks that you feel like God is stirring up, like on this wild ride that you've been on with him. Uh, well, the best answer <laughs> is I have no idea, but I'm here for it. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> but um, I would really love it. Um, if the experiences that I've had could serve other people. Yeah. And the thing that I've spent nine weeks um, rebuilding was something that I've built 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's well, not quite 12 years ago. Those, those years are off. It's like a 10, 11 ish. Um, it's that experience that I had with journal writing. That's, that's God's gift to me. I've packaged that up in an experience that people can have for themselves. And the thing that I wish the most is that more people can experience that. Um, I rebuilt it to where it can handle thousands mm -hmm. and that's what will happen is thousands of people in this congruently. Um, so we will see where, where that goes. It's called the breakthrough challenge, by the way, which okay. is as basic <laughs> of a name as you could possibly get. Yep. Um, but it really provides a breakthrough because God's in it and he's been in it since the beginning. And this experience would not exist if it weren't for him. And I do I do realize that I did a lot of work to bring that to fruition, which I can take credit for. I did the work. Great. Yeah. But God is the author of this. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Amazing. And this could be breakthrough, right? For where people need it, right? 100%. Doesn't, doesn't really matter what the thing is for you. Like if this is not a breakthrough about journal writing. Yeah. You bring whatever breakthrough you need yeah. in your current situation. Yeah. And this will provide it in an experience very similar to what I had. Yeah. Um, how, how I say people just come and let's see what happens. Yeah. But there's it. no way that you can come with, with God written on your heart and not come away with a breakthrough. It's just not, it's not going to happen. You come, you experience it, uh, you bring your commitment and, and it creates a miracle. Yeah. What is that miracle? I have no idea, but it's yeah. really fun to sit back and watch. Yeah. 100%. So fun. So fun. The question that I have for you is many, many years from now, right? When you're going to be with Jesus and you can't leave like the breakthrough challenge here. You can't mm -hmm. leave your, you know, bodies of work, whatever. You can't leave that, but you can leave a piece of advice that will alter the course of people's lives and ultimately help them be propelled into their destiny. What would you tell them? It's a good question. I would tell them that there's, there's only two assets that matter in life that both of these together become the sum total of everything that matters and how you access these. There's two simple things, choice-based identity 
meaning you choose who you are and identity-based choices, meaning you make simple, effortless, frictionless choices that are in alignment with that. And there is no cap on what you can and cannot do in this life yeah, because it becomes progression of identity, um, which is the whole point that we're here. So life can be summed up as that. Who do you choose to be and yeah. what are you going to do next? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that, that'll, you know, align with to me and you can really speak to this, but to me, you can't discover who that is without God. Right. But you can't deny it when God tells you. And then every day is an opportunity to live in the fullest expression possible of that. 100%. will reflect his image in the world, right? Like it'll help you be a better father, a better friend, a better parent, a better son, whatever those roles are, like you will be the best versions of those through his unique expression through you. hundred percent. I've had, I've had pretty much every theological background yeah. um, come through this experience Yeah. from atheist to agnostic, to a Muslim, to, you know, Hinduism, yeah. to yeah. Christianity. Yeah. And the net result is almost always the same. But I think you're 100% right. There, it is impossible for you to know truly who you are. Yeah. And granted, I mean, this experience is, it, it's, it's designed to be, it doesn't matter what your belief system is. It'll, you come in and you have that experience. But what's actually happening yeah. is you're having an experience with the divine. Yeah. And he is telling you who you are. So good. And being that he's, he would be the creator. Yeah. So he knows who you are. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to choose or decide who we are, but he already knows and he has the blueprint, like you said. Yeah. So why don't you just ask him who yeah. you are Yeah. and then have the courage to be that. Essentially that's what, that's, that's the basis of the entire thing is having an experience with God for him to show and tell you who you are. Cause there's to your beautiful testimony, right? Like there's, there's a price to be great. hundred percent. And it will, it will, uh, that price will bring you to your knees 100. over and over and over again, <laughs> which is God's plan, right? Prostrate. Like that's where you're most effective is on your knees. So hundred percent. Yeah. Completely prostrate on the floor. Like, yeah. Dude, I cannot, I cannot handle any more weight. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to Jesus and you have power to stand again. That's a, that's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Yeah. Well, I just right. want to honor you, Seth. I feel like you're, I know people are only getting like a crumb <laughs> from you today, right? Of a much, you know, larger buffet of who you are and what your life has been about. But I just feel so strongly. And from what I've experienced from you too, you've just been so humble and you've been so sincere and really generous with yourself and with your life and with God has formed, shaped and anointed you. And it's just such a gift because many do not model that many do not walk that many do not pioneer that, especially when they've not been supported in that. And they've felt crazy for so long. So the only one that sees the vision and has the courage and the audacity to actually do something about it. And you're one of the few, and I just want to honor you in that. I feel, I know I've Thank expressed you. this to you that there's so many men that need to be mentored by you that need to be poured into by you. And I do really sense that that's going to be a wave of what God starts doing because it's hard to be a man in the world that we live in today. And so many have been raised without fathers and it's been really hard to get to the father's heart that way. And to start actually believing in who you are and stewarding the fullness of what that is and what that looks like on the world. But you have a gift for that. And he definitely has groomed you for that. And I just can't wait to be a part of this journey, championing you all along the way. So thank you for being generous here and just with your life in general. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Yeah. How people, thank you so how much. people connect with you? Uh, breakthroughchallenge.com is, is, is the best spot. And that's more for you than it is for me because the whole thing is pretty much free. Like okay. everything that we're talking about here. Okay. Um, I ask for an accountability deposit which I hold for you. And then I give it back to you when you're done. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's amazing. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Thank you so much, Seth. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what 
are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.